Hey, this is Carrie from Wrap Your Head Around the Silks. This is the Expecting Aerials Podcast, now part of the Digitent family podcast. How's it going, guys? Thank you so much for being here. Uh, before we get started, if you check the show notes, uh, really excited teacher training. Check that out if you are interested. I'm going to do it in person in Los Angeles. And uh, today we have Tanya Holt. She is one of my closest, dearest friends here in LA. And uh, she is a freelance aerialist. She's been working for over 20 years. She's currently performing uh, the uh, amazing aerial, um, amazing aerial acts with Carrie Underwood in her residency in Las Vegas. You can get tickets for that in uh, June is when they start back up again. They do months on, months off. And, you know, she's she's a freelance queen. So she has done everything from hanging on umbrellas uh, for Taylor Swift, being a mermaid for Disney's Little Mermaid, um, perform for clubs and churches and corporate events and hiring and choreographing for productions. She does it all. Um, industrials as well. Anything that comes to mind, she does it. And so grateful to have her as as a dear friend of mine. Our kids play together. And um, yeah, can't wait for you guys to meet Tanya. All right, guys, let's get started. Yeah, so my for my audience, this is Tanya Holt. So she uh, she's an amazing aerialist. She's LA-based. But um, I love all of my all of my guests, but she is one of my actual, like in life, very, very good friends. Uh-huh. And, um, <laughs> I had put, I had put out the, uh, a brand new fresh invite to all of my very close girlfriends to come on the podcast this year, because life has been really crazy. We all had kids almost exactly like bam, 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 bam. Uh-huh. So Tanya's, Tanya's, uh, son is now five. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then, then, uh, closely after is Sita and Rachel who have three and a half year olds. And then I have a three-year-old and then who's, who's next? Zari. Zari. And then. Zari. And then Mila. And they're around two. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So like, we like went bam, 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 bam. <laughs> I know. And didn't it feel like everybody was so far apart? Like it felt like, like year, it did. years apart and now they're all so close in age. It did because it, what that meant was like Rachel and me and Sita were pregnant, like overlapping, but, but Sarah and Leslie were pregnant after us. Yeah. And you were like, when, when you were pregnant, we were all single. I mean, not single, right. single in the single in the, in the, we didn't have an appendage of a child. So, <laughs> so when you, <laughs> when you were pregnant, we kind of had this luxury of doing a baby shower. Right. Yeah. For just you. Yeah. That wild baby shower in Las Vegas where I went to go see magic Mike and I got like grinded on. <laughs> Fully, fully pregnant. We went to see Magic Mike when she was about seven and a half months pregnant. And that was a lovely time. It really was. We had such a great time. <laughs> I, I, I drank for you. <laughs> I, I said to myself, what would Tanya drink? What amount would she drink if she could? And then I drank that as well as what I was drinking for myself. Thank you, Cher. 
<laughs> I was, it was for you. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So we had kids, bam, 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 bam. And so when I first started this podcast, it was just overwhelming for everybody. So Rach came on, but she's got like more than one reason. She's got her business to talk about. But like for the other ladies who are just kind of like doing it for leisure, it was like, you know, let me just do it later. So like we're going to have um, more of them on here and we get to yeah. we get to learn yeah. from their experience. Uh, Tanya, can you like... Uh, just introduce yourself, where you're from, a little bit about your family. And then we're going to, I want to dive into like your early career and how you started. Okay. Um, let's see. I have, I'm totally a Cali girl, born in Palm Springs, like did the whole living in the Inland Empire growing up. Super exciting. And I grew up as a dancer. So I did my first dance gig, like starting working at Disney when I was like 18. So I did the whole like, dancing at Disney and doing face characters and that whole jam early on. And then while I was there is when I started getting into Ariel. I also feel like my brain is like totally not working because Caper had a stuffy nose all, all night long. And like, I didn't sleep like at all because he just kept finding me no matter where I went to hide to try to sleep. So I'm like, wait, what are we talking about now? How how many times did you guys wake up last night? Oh my gosh, so many. I would say like at least 10 times last night. Shut murdered up. Murdered me last night. Like murdered me every time. And I kept like hiding from him. He's like, mom, where, where did you go? Like, just stay with your dad. Just stay with him. He can sleep through you. I cannot. I cannot sleep through your... So it's not that he didn't have a cuddle partner. He wanted you. He wanted you. me. And normally dad is fine. But for some reason, I think, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't feeling well. Ten, like seven, eight, nine, ten times. That's that's like a lot. I just wasn't even sleeping. Like it was just dumb. well. Also, I wake up so easily. So if he makes any noise at all, which a lot of it was this, just this, <laughs> and then he would just move and touch me and roll over on me and like slap me in the face. Or I was like, oh, okay. And then also we've had the the skunk experience at my house where um, Brenda's dog got attacked by a skunk. So the, one of the rooms smells like skunk right now. So I went in. It, it's, 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 a, it's been a little bit of a fiasco over here. So that's an adventure, but then lots of content for this podcast. Yeah. So, so Tanya, it's, you know, we can call it a circus over there in a good way. So Tanya is also the uh, owner slash manager slash queen of the Dangle House. <laughs> <laughs> guess the dangle house the giant egg in my backyard but yeah so she's got a yeah got very on board yeah <laughs> yeah Bo her husband got real excited and they built they built a huge rig in the backyard and she now teaches on it and has has all of us trained sometimes and she rents it out uh for people who need space for training and teaching and productions but uh so she's got people coming in and out of the backyard and our friend Brenda who was on the podcast last year uh she she's our good friend that choreographs now for that lovely woman Carrie Underwood um, Carrie Underwood uh it, it it left my brain for a second I feel cool. uh, <laughs> so Brenda has this awesome dog and the dog got just sprayed in the face with by a skunk like yeah Full on. Full on. While she was out there just training. There's a lot of wildlife because of where we are. And I I always know there's skunks out there, but I've this is the first time 
anyone's been sprayed by the skunk. So it was bad. I always in my mind thought that skunk smell would be so bad. Like how bad can it be? It's been bad. Like It's bad. And it's in your house because you guys, it was too cold to spray the dog down with the outside hose because you could also, it would be okay if it was outside, but then you could get bring warm water. But like, I think, but like the cold hose, it's just like, it's not humane. So now it's in your house, but it's okay because it'll be gone in a couple weeks. Yeah, no, it's way worse for Brenda. Like it is like in her hands, like she can't get the smell out of her hands. So she's just smelling herself, like can smell it all the time. So it's definitely not as bad for me. Like I am not having... I would be like, if it was in my hands, I'd be gagging all the time. I think she is. And she's very smell sensitive, like scent sensitive, you know? (laughs) It's so bad. (laughs) Poor Brenda. Um, There's also, uh, she's shares a lot, like the, the, the lot right next has um, horses. And so she's got beautiful horses, like neighing and like, it's wonderful. Yeah. And there's like, goats out there and sometimes there's a random chicken or pig we had a chicken that used to visit us all the time that was super cute um when I used to teach there during the pandemic because it was it's it's outdoors so I I uh moved my class out there for a little while and it would like <laughs> and we were like thanks <laughs> so so that is that is her life that is her life now she's she's uh you know in LA we're freelancers and uh, I don't know if you would enjoy the term I'm going to give you. You're like the queen freelancer, if you ask the me. Queen freelancer. Queen T. Oh my gosh, that's Queen crazy. Tanya. It's so- in LA. <laughs> it's so funny how I don't think that anyone ever thinks that they're like on at the top of their game, whatever their game is. You know, I'm always just like, oh, yeah, so much more. But I'm like, oh, you know, I'm doing enough. Like, you're fine, Tanya. You're doing enough. Because <laughs> I think it's easy to be kind of that for a short amount of time. Yeah. But you have managed to do this for like uh, t- somewhere around 20 years. Yeah. So like even taking a break to have your kid, because it's a, it's especially in LA, it's not like a single tier skill set. It's like what it turned out to be for you as I'm watching you with Tanya, what has happened in her career, she became just good at all the pockets, meaning like um, she is now very, very um, skilled at rigging and she understands, she understands more than your average, you know, just aerial artist. So she can rig, she can, she can do the site surveys. She can do all that stuff. And then over time, she has gotten, because of necess- necessity, I think, good good at a bazillion apparatuses. <laughs> a bazillion. It's about a bazillion. Yeah. A- I mean, let's count. Silks, oh obviously. No, hammock. To count. Yeah. It's- ha- hammock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lyra. Uh, s- double, double loop. Span set. Mm-hmm. Uh, cube, heart, net, Spanish web, aerial pole. Uh, no, you just did a gig on a engagement ring. Engagement ring, which is basically a hoop, but then it's really hard to navigate. Yeah. You can do because there's a lot of extra things happening. Uh, a moon, I'm sure at some point. Steve Gale, a lot of interesting apparatuses. A chandelier. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, chandelier. Uh. 
Anchor, Star. Single hand loop, obviously. Oh, yeah, it's awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of terrible things, terrible ideas. Uh, I, I, I decided to make an aerial apparatus out of just a stick of truss for a while. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. That That's never been booked, but. Oh, mini hoop, which is like how diameter of just your waistline. I basically, can like to get my shoulders to get just through. through it. Yeah, it's pretty small. Um, yeah, so many, so many things. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, because I, I had one piece that I built and I literally bought the car that I had for so long, my Honda Element. I bought it because this piece slid perfectly inside and it wouldn't fit in anything else. And I then did not use it for like eight years. I think I've used it now three times. Um, and I had this thing built maybe 12 years ago. So it doesn't always work out my big plans for things that I think I'm going to book so much. And then they're like, well, could you just do silk? <laughs> Lolly, lollipop hoop? Oh my gosh, so much lollipop. Tanya books... Like, okay, they want a corporate event. It's a corporate event, blah, blah, blah. They want this theme. They want this apparatus. And I think what has happened over necessity, because I cannot tell you the amount of times we've gotten like a a video chat or a group text where Tanya's like, so they want this and a wig and like just add all the random shit you can think of. And that's what they want. And she makes it happen and she choreographs it and sometimes casts it. Maybe they want four aerialists. She casts it. She choreographs. She rehearses it. She deals with the motors. She deals with the lines, the rigging, all the things. So along with her being so talented and beautiful up there, I think the word's versatile. That's the word. That's the word we're looking for. I'm like being good enough at a, there's things that I'm really good at but there's a lot of things that I'm just like I know that I could put something together be interesting on it and like with rigging too like I know what my limits are I know what to look for but then I also completely know when I need to bring someone else in which is often because I also it's just a lot to have to wear too many hats if you're also performing yeah. so it's kind of that balance of constantly being like okay am I, am I wearing too many hats right now like do I need to pass something off to someone else so that I'm not because it it you know, Ariel is something that takes so much focus. So just keep reminding myself that I need to, if I'm also performing, I can't do too many other things. (laughs) When you're performing, I want to say 75% of the time on these gigs, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, Also, if you want to add another category to the versatility, she, over time, uh, you know, she's also a partner aerialist. So she has a female partner, Brenda. And when Brenda is not available, sometimes she partners with Rachel. Uh, you and Rachel look scary alike from afar, by the way. Yeah, which is really funny. It's never something we realized until we did a couple jobs together and they started announcing us as like the twins. And we're all, oh. And people started asking <laughs> us if we were twins on jobs. We're like, what? This has not been... Well, because you guys do not look alike uh, close up, but like from far away, your body, your hair, like you guys look the same. That's funny. Legit. Yeah. And Brenda's, that's, that's not the case. Brenda's this like fiery red hair, uh, you know, Rachel and, and, and T are both like 
dirty blondes. Well, sometimes depending various, on what job. Various degrees of blonde. <laughs> various degrees of blonde. So you've had, um, you know, Brenda mostly and then Rachel sometimes and then Antonio sometimes. Like sometimes you're partnering with Antonio, uh, who is our who is our male aerialist friend. He they do gigs together, and then you know sometimes a Terry Beeman shows up sometimes. And I've been a bit of a whore with the with the male aerialists. Like I've worked with a lot of men. Oh yeah, <laughs> and Max. Max was my OG partner. Yes, yeah. Sasha Fedorchev is amazing. Um, Brett, I fill in for I filled in for Rachel when she was pregnant, so I work with Brett sometimes. Well, Max. Brett, Wil- Brett Wilmack. Um, I'm sure I'm missing somebody super important. Um, but yeah, lots of lots of floating around with the men. <laughs> and then that one job, like, so one of my like most dream job moments was when I got asked to cast, was it 11 men? And my ah, for Taylor Swift. For Taylor Swift for the Billboard Music Awards. I was like, wait, you want me to be in the air with like, I get to find 11 men and me? That was pretty sweet. I was sweet. like, yes, I will do that. It's going to be hard to find that many male aerialists, but it was amazing. It was so fun. But at the end of the day, everybody that you found, like, it was very like, oh, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And it was super fun. It was just nice. Like, because also for the guys, like, there's just not as much work for guys, you know? Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, such a great opportunity because they just like, they're just as good and there's just not as much opportunity you know um this is like maybe the one or two fields that that is true yeah. for even a white man yeah um i mean i, mean, I think so Soleil, i think that there's more I, i've heard that the, the, there's more men often in shows than women at least now so i think for circuits it's, it's better but for freelance like usually people are just looking for like pretty girls like that's kind of yeah that's the bottom yeah. line um and then for that one, if my audience, if you watch these things, or maybe I'll link it in the show notes, it was the one where it was like all men in these pastel suits with ties and with umbrellas as the the apparatus. Yeah. Th- that versatility in LA, I think, is number one, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And being kind of on top of things, you have to be on top of so many more details when you're freelancing a lot uh and asking questions and knowing what to ask and kind of showing up with extra stuff just in case because when you get there they're like oh you have a 25 foot ceiling and you get there and you have like a 10 foot ceiling (laughs) and you're like okay we're gonna adapt and make this work and do something totally different now (laughs) um yeah I feel like there's a lot more of of the the thinking about all the things you need to be prepared for well, and the gigs are so, the jobs are so diverse from each other. Yes. Like, um, if you have a club gig versus like a wedding yeah, versus uh, like a big church show, like there's just so many different cultural scenario, like culture of the gig scenarios. And I feel like, uh, some of my students who are very talented, who are now stepping their toe into this, this LA working aerialist world, you know, they step their toe in and they realize all the things they don't know very quickly. Yeah. You know, they they realize that, oh, I don't know a thing about rigging. I don't own that apparatus that they're asking me for. Well, I've trained on silks for five years, but now they just want hoop. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the reason why 
it takes so long in LA to really establish establish yourself because you have to create all those skill sets. And Tanya just, um, she, she has adapted so well over time, kept her own skill set high over time. And then I think the last piece, which in LA is just crucial. People want to work with her. Like you can't be a dick. Yeah. (laughs) Like you have to be pleasant to work with and you have to be really good at people. Yeah. So, um, so this is Tanya. I said, we were going to go in the beginning of your career, but I totally skipped that whole thing. But I do want to go back because, uh, it is no longer open, but Hollywood aerial arts is where kind of the professional LA world was kind of started. Is, is that a good way to put it? Yeah. I mean, there weren't a lot of, there was only one other space where you could take aerial classes when Hollywood aerial arts started. So, and what year was that too? Um, okay. So it was dream circus before me. Um, and I started in 2000, where are we now? Was it 2003? 2003 is when I started. Oh my God. This is your 20 year anniversary. Yeah, (gasps) it is. Are we going to party? We should party. Let's totally party. What part of the year? Did you start? Good question. I don't remember. I'm going to have to look back. I just always remember that. I, like, I just remember it was 2003. And that's when I started like taking class and I was hired to do a show there. But then it became Hollywood Aerial Arts like in 2005, I believe. Um, and then that's when like I was like fully like running things with Ray. So it was, but at the time it was fun because, you know, it was before all the things we have like Instagram and everything where you can see everything. So it just felt like this very cool place because everybody was there creating new things. And it felt, it felt very full of energy and fun. And so many amazing people came out of that space. And, um, like so many of the close friends I have are just students of mine from that time because it was such an intense time. I was just teaching all the time. Like we would do, I would teach for four hours in the morning and then we would prep to go perform somewhere. And then we do like an after hours nightclub after that, and then stay to de-rig and then wake up in the morning and do it again. Like it was like intense time. It was intense how much we were doing. Um, and yeah, just, it was fun. Like Terry Beeman was there and Max and I'm like trying to think of all the people who were teaching at the time. Joe Pinzon was in and out. Um, yeah, just, it felt like a very magic time in terms of uh, like how different things are now. Then all of a sudden there was just like a million aerial schools and so much, so many other places to go. Um, it just, yeah, it really changed things. But I'm grateful for that time. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Romanofsky started training there at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Leslie Vaughn, our, our, you know, like our, our friend circle kind of birthed did there. Yeah. I would take a little bit. Meredith started there. Meredith Ostrowski, who's now magic. You know, in the air at Magic Mike. We're so happy yeah. about that. L'Oreal um, started there. L'Oreal started there. Laurel Hennington, she was on the podcast uh, a couple months ago. Um, All the super cool people that started there, lots of them. 
you know, this is the LA, uh, this is the LA world, very different from other cities, you know, but at the same time, we're one of the bigger markets. So I think it's relevant to talk about. And when did that studio close, Tanya? Oh, okay. I know. I'm, I'm, I know you didn't get any sleep. I'm asking you <laughs> All dates. these numbers. Um, okay. So I think I left the school in 2015. Is that right? 2015. I don't know. It was maybe a couple of years after that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, it, it's hard because like the market changed so much. Like it changed from being like the only school to being one of so many. In LA, uh, we have a freelance market and we have TV film and stage because, uh, and, and most of us, we kind of have more of a dancer aerial vibe than like a circus circus vibe, just because that's kind of the world we live in. Um, one of my favorite times watching tea in like, if you blink, you miss her, uh, a little mermaid live, which Laurel Hennington choreographed. Mm -hmm. And she was, you are starfish. Was a starfish. Were you a sponge or something? What was the other one? I was a, I was a, like a, a sailor. Um, we got a web sailor moment. Um, starfish. Was, was there something else that I didn't know? I don't even. I don't oh know, but God. I was like, you, are you a coral? I don't know what it, what it was, but she was in this kind of days, days long rehearsal process and we would chat and she'd be like, the wires are so close to each other. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was, I mean, there was so much, so many cues and so much happening and like, you know, very, very like thin, tight, tight sliding into the wing, like in my like giant starfish costume <laughs> and then, and then swinging out into scenery because they, you know, cues will change. And then they were having to make quick changes. And because I was kind of in the background, like I wasn't the main character who was like the little mermaid. So that's obviously more important to focus on. <laughs> And be like the starfish swinging in the background. <laughs> it all got totally dialed in and wonderful. But it was- it's totally fine. But like the thing that I think might get missed is that like when you're doing aerial at the studio, like you're in the air, there's no limitations on how much you can swing or orbit, whatever. When you're on a gig like that, it's like if you can't control your body, you're going to run into a human, a plant. Yeah. Well, and when you're on a track, like a two by four, yeah, they're just catapulting you. You have no, I mean, I can, I can do whatever I want to my body at that point, but I just was getting like flung, but obviously still had to, to stay tight and not get out of control. But it was, I, I was being swung a, a little bit. It was, it was just funny. Like I just thought the whole thing was, I'm like, I am now a starfish swinging into scenery. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> you know what that, you know what that reminds me of? That reminded me of at the time. So, you know, in Beetlejuice. Yes. When they're in the office of the, uh, the dead office of the dead. And then that thing just slides into the wall. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm going to pull that up. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly, that's exactly what my life. That's Tanya. Like she it was like, honestly, one of the most fun, like being a starfish was so freaking fun. Like I loved it. I had such a good time. Um, it was a blast, but also Beetlejuice is funny. Cause like the dance scene at the end where she's floating in the air when I was a kid, that's like all I wanted to do. And it's basically, I know. So it's great. It's basically now what you do also, uh, with staying with the theme, I went to Tokyo Disney with our friend Meredith. 
And we went to see The Little Mermaid at Tokyo Disney. And Tanya and Meredith yes. are in The Little Mermaid Tokyo Disney. Every day, 20. Every yeah. single day, the way, because it's in the, sh- it's in the ride. <laughs> it's in the show. So anyways, so I would also hear like how they shot this. They had these bicycle seats that would be underneath the ladies that were in a harness and a, a tail. Mm-hmm. And the whole gig was more acting. Yeah, like lips, Japanese, and moving. So let's, okay, let's talk about versatility. You had to learn how to lip sync Japanese mm-hmm. in a, and as you're performing in a harness, mm-hmm. doing particular on count choreography. Yeah. That is more challenging than you would ever think, I think. Also, if you've ever been in a harness long enough, you know that it's really painful on your pubic. Yeah, especially when your legs are being squeezed together with a tail and the extra weight of a tail. It was a, it was a lot, but it was also freaking awesome. But yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> the bicycle. The payoff is big, though, because you are being played over and over and over. It's not like it's just like one time. And it was super fun. And then I got to go out and like, they brought me out to help them with the flight system for the, the show itself in Japan. So I got to fly out on two different occasions and work on that show, which was so fun because I had worked at Tokyo Disney when I was like 20 and 21 as a princess. So I got to go back and like see people I knew and like totally reminisce and fly on this incredible system that um, Tate created with, I can't remember how many winches, like the most winches they've ever used to fly one person ever. <laughs> well, because the the theater itself is not that big and the Little Mermaid uh, actor slash aerialist gets into the harness and they just fly her around a small room. Mm-hmm. And normally you would just do one flight path or two, but she goes back and forth and across and... They have little tiny motors that are keeping you from swinging. And like, it was really intricate, that process. Um, and super cool. So like choreography and lip singing also in Japanese. A lot. But whoever, the girls that have to learn that track, woo, it is so much fast. Let me see. Do you want to say hi to Tanya? <gasps> hi, Will and May. Hi. I've been here a long time and I was here. I'm so good. How are you? I know I haven't seen you in a long time. I was here a long time in the morning, so I wake up. Really? Do you miss going to Tanya's house? Yeah. Yeah? Do you want to come over? I want to play Rachel's home. At Rachel's home? No, at your home. home. Yeah. Bean uh, loves going to Tanya's house because of them, but mostly because they have so many you guys, toys. I want to play the ice cream toy and the tea toy. And the tea toy? The ice cream. And then do, do we have uh, the tea? Oh, the that tea. that little coffee, that little squishy oh, coffee thing. That, you know, that like a favorite of quite a few children. That has been like the hot ticket toy. I know. It's a teacup that you squeeze and a cat comes out. yes yeah what else do you want to play with you want to play with elsa Uh, Elsa. they have an elsa too Uh, sorry and and then also most recently she was uh she was dancing and doing aerial for for carrie underwood in vegas which you're going back to in june right yeah yeah which is great i love it i love that's coming up it's such a fun thing to have on the calendar um 
it's like the most amount of time that I can handle being away from caper and like managing childcare. I was doing Ariel last night before no. I was doing nighttime from from You were doing Ariel last doing night? Flips. I want to ask two questions before we wrap for the day, okay? So let's start with what's your give me like uh your favorite top top favorite gigs ever. And then uh, I would love to hear your top unfavorite, but we're not going to go there. And then, because that's a longer list. <laughs> and then I want to talk about, um, you know, the, the, the caper, the caper, the caper. I want to talk about uh, that balancing act with the, with the momming and the gigging and stuff. But let's do the, let's do the top, the top fave. One of my favorite, favorite jobs was country music awards. Like, I can't remember how many years ago that was, but it was with Brenda Hamilton and Laura Sheehy and Laura Sheehy brought us in. And that's also how we started working with Barry Lather, um, who is, who brought Brenda in to do Carrie Underwood. Um, I mean, the Carrie Underwood job has been really epic. So it's just such a, I haven't done, it's like the perfect balance for me of doing like a long ish show where I'm actually repeating a show over and over again, like in a big space, like, concert it's great without having to go on like a long tour um the big one of the biggest jobs i got to do that was kind of one of those pinnacle jobs was uh with Cirque du Soleil Brenda and I did duo straps with um for the Pan America opening ceremonies and that was like really epic and the other aerialists we worked with on that was were just incredible humans who I've stayed in touch with and were just really really talented and fun to work with it's it's really cool to cool to watch the whole process with you, T, and and also watching you, um, you know, balance everything with Caper. Let's talk let's talk about that. Even when he was young, too. I was surprised. I guess I I knew parenting was going to be a big ask, but I didn't realize how much it was going to like take on. You know, in terms of energy. Um, but uh, like finding that balance again and realizing how important it is to continue doing what I love to do, like teaching and performing. Um, because, you know, in the early days, it's the childcare thing. Like, it's like, how do you find time to put the energy into everything you were doing before when you're also needing to have full care of a child? Um, so I found that to be hard at first. Like, I'd be like, oh, I just won't teach as much. And I, we'll just stay home and watch Caper all the time. And I was like, okay, that's not going to work. I need to, to balance that out a bit more. <laughs> um, so I, I feel like finding the balance of being a mom for me and having kind of dedicated time for myself to, to do Ariel has been important for me. And everyone's so different with uh, each kid is so different. I think. Um, yeah. Caper is freaking wonderful and he's also very needy is the right word (laughs) (laughs) aren't all kids they are they are as 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 you see mommy mommy so wonderful and it's made me really learn how to be so efficient with my time mommy oh hi willamay (laughs) hi Yeah, we go over to tease whenever we can and go play with all the toys. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been like a 
constantly evolving. Like I'm sure, you know, like with each age, it's just a different kind of thing to navigate in terms of energy with all of it, like kind of keeping on top of all the things. Cause once I think I've ha- I have Kaper figured out, then like he changes and he grows and he's a different person. I, I, I feel very, very fortunate to have a situation where I'm able to train at home and like keep up with things and also get to have him with me a lot. Like I love. And also have that community coming to you. I mean, it's a, it's a lot to manage too, I'm sure yeah. um, to have the dangle house, but uh, Tanya's husband's a doctor. So he is, he works a lot of he hours. Works a lot. Yeah. He works a lot of hours. So she's, she's a, uh, she has to figure it out on a daily basis. And now that Caper's in school, you got some, mm-hmm. some breathing room, but hey, you know. Yeah. And he loves school, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like getting him into things now. Like he's taking a swim class and he just started taking a hip hop class last week and he really liked it. So that's really super fun to watch. He also, when he comes to see me perform, he'll be like, mom, how do I get up there? How do I get up there? Oh, okay. I'm like, I can relate. That's how I felt as a kid too. And I have to say, Caper is very, very generous with sharing his he toys. Is. Bean will go over there and be territorial about his toys, <laughs> which I can't imagine is easy for a five-year-old kid. He's very gracious. Yeah. But she's- He bad does bad. have his limits, yes. though. Yes. I'm gracious. After a while, he's like, I think I'm done. Yeah, he's really funny about spending time with other kids because all of a sudden he'll just be like, yeah, I'm, you guys can go home now. He does it with everybody. Like, they'll be here for a while. I'm done. And then he stayed with my sister and her two kids for a little bit um, when we went on a trip to France. And um, when we came back, we FaceTimed them. And he was just like, look, I'm the only kid here. Like, his cousins, like, just so proud of the fact that he's the only kid. Yeah. Definitely. His domain. Because I will Oh, well, T, uh, I'm so happy that this happened. Yeah, me too. Tanya, thank you so much for being here. Uh, let's, let's go, let's go do a play date soon. Um, yeah, you guys, I hope you had so much fun listening. And uh, if you check the show notes, you can check out all that is fun, new and exciting with Wrap Your Head Around Silks. You guys, I I work on it constantly and I just hope I'm bringing you guys awesome products and amazing free resources. I want to hear more. If you let me know what you guys want, I will try to... I will try to rise to the occasion. Um, Thank you so much to Asa Watkins, sound engineer slash baby daddy. And uh, honor me with the five-star rating and review. You guys just smash that five stars. Give me a sentence. It means the world. You guys don't know how much it means to me to fill up my website with social proof. (laughs) Not lying, but I still also appreciate it in my soul. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all I got. Um, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. This is the expecting aerialist with Digitant podcast. All right, guys over and out. Both of you. (laughs) And I'm sure we'll, we'll come over for a little play date. Bean, you want to say goodbye to T? We have to go buy a house and so I can play the door. Okay.
That sounds great. Yeah. I would love to have you over. I will play the ice cream toy or the, or, um, I won't play the outside or the bed or the shoe. Okay. She remembers that a shoe is missing from the Elsa doll. Oh, yeah. That's the only problem with having a lot of toys is things kind of get all jumbled up <laughs> and right. not put back properly. We, the, <laughs> we find the other one. Yeah, we'll find. I don't know if we're gonna find the other Elsa shoe, but we're gonna. Yeah, try we'll try next time. We'll try. Um, all right, T. Have an amazing day. Maybe get a nap. I know. I'm so tired. Like, oof. It's a good idea. Maybe I'll try. Maybe okay. yeah. I'm wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> but we did, we it. did it see we, we did, did it we finally did it yeah i'm gonna get a nap he's waking up i'm just waking up <laughs> she says you don't need a nap you're woke <laughs> <laughs>